from Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's time for the Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at gospelmailbox.org. And now for today's lesson, here's Donnie Bryson. Welcome to another edition of our Treatment of the International Sunday School lesson. Today's lesson is entitled, God Promises to Hear and Forgive. And it's for January the 1st, 2023, winter quarter, lesson number five. And it's taken from 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter, verses 12 through 22. Now, a little background information. First off, this event is recorded twice in the Bible, once in this section of Scripture. It's also recorded in 1 Kings 8, 55 through 61. And there's only this minor differences between the two accounts The rest of it's pretty much, well, word for word. And also, too, I want to point out that regardless what any of the particular Sunday school books may say about this lesson, there were actually not two temples in the Jewish history. They were actually, historically, so far, there have been three temples that the Jewish people have had. First off, there was Solomon's Temple, which is a subject of, which is in today's story, and that was built um, over a seven-year period from ten, excuse me, from 1012 BC to 1005 BC. Then, of course, the Babylonians destroyed that temple. And then the Jewish people rebuilt the temple and then in what was referred to as the Temple of Zerubbabel. And that was completed around BC 520. We have really no real uh, description of what this temple basically looked like, other than the fact that they did rebuild the temple. And then Herod the Great uh, rebuilt rebuilt the temple, and it was a magnificent temple, and that's the one that the Romans destroyed in 70 A.D. So, so far, there have been three temples. Now, we know that at a later time, there's going to be another temple according to biblical prophecy. But so far, there have been three. I know there's been a little bit of confusion. Uh, There was one of the Sunday school books that uh, seemed to get that wrong when you read it. But regardless, there were three, three temples. Now, today's story 
is not so much focused on the temple itself, but on the promise that God made that if the people, when they turn back to him and pray, that he would heal and hear from heaven. Okay? Now, Second Chronicles 7 and 12. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Now, we know here that at this time period, this is after the dedication of the temple, and the Lord was promising Solomon that he had heard from heaven and that everything was going to be all right. And this house of sacrifice, this place where these sacrifices were to be made at, and this is a point of contact between God Almighty and the Jewish people, that the temple would serve that function. Now, I think all of us Christians have these points of contact between us and the Lord. I I happen to have a point of contact in the uh, little church that I was saved in. And uh, when I get to feeling down or need a boost, I will go visit that church. And it still means a lot to me to go to that point of contact. And we know that Jacob did the same thing. There was that, that place in Bethel where Jacob would go and uh, remind himself of when he, where he wrestled with the angel at and things of that nature. Okay? And it's all right to have these points of contact. Second Chronicles 7 and 13. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. It's important for us to understand that if we backslide, the Lord will send chastening at us. You know, the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 12 and 6, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. So when we do wrong, there are our consequences. Ezekiel said in Ezekiel 14, 19 through 21, or if I send a pestilence into that land and pour out my wrath upon it with blood to cut off from it man and beast, even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, declares the Lord, they would deliver neither son nor daughter. They would deliver but their own lives by their righteousness. For thus says the Lord God, how much more when I send upon Jerusalem my four disastrous acts of judgment, sword, famine, wild beast, and pestilence to cut off from it man and beast. 
when we backslide from the Lord, there are consequences. And we need to really understand that. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. And we need to remind ourselves of that when we start wandering off and going off into sin. There are going to be consequences for our actions. Now, Second Chronicles 7, 14 and 15. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. We need to always remember that, that when we turn our hearts back to God and we seek his face and we repent, that he will accept us. You know, Brother James said in James 4, 7 through 10, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. And double, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. If we seek God's face and we turn back to him, he will hear from heaven. We need to really remind ourselves of that. When we slip up and we are not doing what we are supposed to be doing. We need to turn our hearts back toward God. Okay? Now, Second Chronicles 7 and 16. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. There are these special contact points. And the temple at Jerusalem was that special contact point between God and the people of Israel. And it is great to have those special contact points. It may be a certain closet in your house where you have touched the Lord and had that special contact point with the Lord God. It may be a particular church where you had experienced a great moving of God, and that's perfectly fine. And this spot, this temple spot, the spot where uh, the sacrifices were made where the priest would perform their duties. That was a special spot for the entire tribe, the entire nation of Israel. 
That was a special spot. Deuteronomy 16 and 11, And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, and you and your sons and your daughters, your male servant and your female servant, the Levite who is within your towns, the sojourner and the fatherless, and the widow who are among you, at the place that the Lord your God will choose to make his name dwell there. And it was particularly important for them to have Jerusalem because there was a tendency when they scattered off their their sacrifices, they scattered out where they were rejoicing and worshiping God, there was a tendency for them to fall into idolatry in the high places. And multiple times during the Jewish history, they had that problem. Okay? So the Lord was focusing everything on the temple at Jerusalem. Now, Second Chronicles 7, 17 through 18. And as for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, doing according to all that I have commanded you and keeping my statutes and my rules, then I will establish your royal throne as I have covenanted, covenanted with David your father, saying, you shall not lack a man to rule in Israel. It's important to really read through that how that this promise was contingent on following God. And we know that Solomon did not fully follow the Lord. And in his old age, he began to commit the sin of idolatry. He got too big for his britches, and it cost him. And it ended up with the split in the Jewish tribe and how that the 10 tribes went to the north and fell into apostasy. And then the two tribes to the south, the tribes of Judah and Benjamin uh, had difficulty too because of the apostasy and not fully following the Lord God. Zechariah 3, 7, and 8. Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways and keep my charge, then you shall rule my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you the right to access among those who are standing here. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, you and your friends who sat before you, for they are men who are a sign. Behold, I will bring my servant the branch. Now, that servant the branch was actually the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's going to work out where the Lord Jesus Christ is really the only one who was fully and completely faithful in absolutely every single thing. He was a man without spot or blemish. Okay. Now, Second Chronicles seven nineteen and twenty. 
But if you turn aside and forsake my statutes and my commandments that I have set before you and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will pluck you up from my land that I have given you and this house that I have consecrated for my name. And I will cast out of my sight and I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. Now, we need to really fully understand this. We need to take this to our heart. If we are not faithful, if we turn our back on God, if we take in all this sin into our lives, there are consequences. All through the Bible, we see where these consequences come to play. We see where there are consequences for absolutely everything that is going on. There are consequences for all the sin. You know, the book of Jude in the 10th through the 13th verse says, but these people blaspheme all that they did not understand and they are destroyed by all that they, like unreasoning animals, understand instinctively. Woe to them, for they walked in the way of Cain and abandoned themselves for the sake of gain to Balaam's error and perished in Korah's rebellion. These are hidden reefs at your love feast, as they feast with you without fear, shepherds feeding themselves, waterless clouds, swept along by winds, fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea casting up the foam of their own shame, wandering stars for whom the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved forever. And we see that spirit of apostasy. It's been in the church through its entire history of people who uh, use the church for some kind of personal gain to get rich quick scheme. Let me tell you something. Jesus did not hang on that cross as a get rich quick scheme to make somebody super filthy rich. That is not the reason why the Almighty Son of God came into this world. The Almighty Son of God came into this world to pay the penalty for our sins, to bring salvation, eternal salvation to the world, to give us a way to be redeemed from our sins. That is why that is the purpose of the Gospels, those changed lives, the Holy Ghost redemption that is offered in the Gospel. That is the purpose of it all. The church's mission is to preach soul-saving salvation. It is not a get-rich-quick scheme, okay? Now, 2 Chronicles 7, 21 through 22. And at this house, which was exalted, everyone passing by will be astonished and say, why has the Lord done this? 
thus to this land and to this house. Then they will say, because they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, and brought them out, who brought them out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore, he has brought all this disaster on them. Trust me. Actually, don't trust me. Trust the word of God. The word of God says they are consequences for sin. When you turn your back on God and you use the use this thing for ill-gotten gain and that kind of thing, or political power, or whatever, if you turn your back on the true message of salvation, there are consequences and there's a day of reckoning that is coming. Now, concluding thoughts. If you are backslidden, if you've turned your heart from God, remember the words of today's lesson. The words in these these Bible verses. If you turn your heart back to God and you repent from your sins, he will hear from heaven and receive you back. But let me tell you something. This is more than just lip service. There is a turning back from your evil ways that has to go along with this. Every major revival that the church has ever had has always been started by people turning their hearts back to God. It's always been started by by that revival. It started with revival. Okay? Well, friends, good Lord willing, I'll be back with you next weekend. You have been listening to The Gospel Mailbox with Donnie Bryson. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may call Donnie at 423-355-3859. Write Donnie at P.O. Box 2446, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37409. Or email him at this email address, preacher at thegospelmailbox.org.